0: What's going on, everyone? It's Mike and John, and we're here bringing you this week's episode of Quarantine Bullshit. John, the new official title. I mean, yeah,
1: (laughs) it goes well, dude. They lost count. Who cares? Um, Sixty? I don't know. It's sixty plus. It's got to (laughs) be sixty plus at this point because I'm pretty sure someone said sixty like two weeks ago. Uh, Yeah, just clinging to sanity. Um, You know, doing doing whatever it is I can do. Just quick addendum: I finished Solar Opposites. It's really good. Is it really?
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm, I am I need to jump into it.
1: I haven't started. I yet. think I was sour on it last time we talked. I'm like, oh, no,
0: no, Rick and Morty,
1: maybe. Yeah. But I got to say, I, I flipped on it 100%. It's, it's
0: interesting. So Okay. Uh, All right. I I'm. I'll. I have to catch up on Rick and Morty. I'll jump right into Solar Opposites after that. Uh, And I'll give you my thoughts as well. we'll we, we got a lot yeah. of episodes to record because uh, I feel like we're not going to be uh, going anywhere anytime uh, soon. We'll see. Anyway. But anyway, that's that being said, that will addendum and catch up. Uh, we have a reoccurring guest uh, joining us this episode. Uh, we're, Wes Loker uh, is joining us, if anyone remembers uh, from our previous episode. He is uh, the man behind the Unit 44, which, or Unit 44, which is from Alternate Comics. He has a new comic that he's working on uh, with artist Loch Ness, uh, who John thought was one and the same person with Wes, but we've now discovered, no, they're not. They're, they're two very different people. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, thanks
2: so much. <laughs> I don't know what day it is either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like that's like the total, like everyone's just kind of like, it's a day. Yeah. Yep. Why even pay <laughs> attention? Mean, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, who gives a fuck?
1: Like it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it does matter. not matter. Yeah.
0: And and in my
1: defense, I, I got to say something. I thought they were the same person because just listeners, listen to this. We got a Wes Loker. Okay. And the artist's name is Loch Ness. Now I'm thinking this is an elaborate joke. The Lock, the West, the Ness, it's all so close to me. I've been drinking coffee all fucking day. Come some slack. Anyway.
3: So I didn't know that West pronounced his name Loker until I think like after a year of knowing him. Oh. And so for a while I thought we were gonna be known as the Locker brothers. It's remember, perfect. And then he told me that it was Loker and I was very disappointed. So Yeah, just I've never <laughs> never seen someone
0: so
2: disappointed just with the name. <laughs> oh
0: well, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, Wes Wes emailed me a little while back, um, oh, a couple weeks ago, and we and we kind of like I just things have been kind of weird for me with work, so I kind of just like had seen it, skimmed it, and then like came back to it uh, a day or so later, and was like, oh fuck, like yeah, I definitely want to have him back on. So we started talking, and then I mentioned to him, John. He hadn't heard the episode and and knew about the situation, but uh, when we had Bernie on from Midnight Mystery, he didn't know that our episode with Wes for unit 44 was the reason that Bernie sought him out Uh for lettering. So that was, it's like that cool, weird, like, uh, let me tell you, Wes, when we started this, it was like, we'll just talk about stuff that we really enjoy playing and reading and watching and drinking and whatever. Uh and then we never thought that anything like that would ever happen so it was kind of one of those like really cool like oh we had a little piece in that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I would assume that you guys are getting some sort of royalty on that comic then. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no we are. Oh. It's it, oh, it. okay. <laughs> it's totally I honestly it's such a fun comic to read but let's talk about your fucking comic Bug Slugger dude. Uh I read through it and I definitely I was just talking about this with John was that I definitely like from the writing and it's like a little bit more adult version of power Rangers mixed with John. You said, uh, what was it? The, the Fly. Right? Well, The Fly.
1: Yeah, I definitely felt like there's some Cronenberg-esque shit in there with the way they transform, and also the arm snapping. Like I don't. I was already thinking of The Fly, and then when uh, that guy gets his arm snapped, I'm like thinking of that fucking uh, arm wrestling scene. I'm like, oh boy, yeah, good stuff. Um, although I, when when that dude transformed, I gotta be honest, I was thinking more of Beetleborgs. Firstly, on top of the bug, uh, whole like motif. And uh, and that also just to show you that I'm I'm a 31 year old man who still remembers Beetleborgs, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, yeah. Overall, I mean, like I, I Hopefully, there was some f- direct fly influences in there, or, or not. Please, please tell us.
3: Oh well, I mean, I will tell you right now that uh, Fly has always been one of my favorite movies. So, uh, I I loved. I loved all the effects in it. I love Jeff Goldblum. I love Cronenberg. So, yeah, that's definitely always been something that I've been thinking about. And then, uh, yeah, you know, I I, first, you know, learned about, like, tokusatsu through Power Rangers. And uh, so, obviously, all that stuff is, is a big part of, you know, why we made this. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, started with the American, you know, recut stuff. And then as I got older, I found uh, fan sub-sites that... Are subtitling, you know, the actual original Japanese shows like Super Sentai, Common Rider, and I got into all that stuff, and now I watch all that. So.
1: I actually didn't know that was out there. Never even considered that. Looking at like the original Power Rangers, like what what the fuck was really going on in that show? Really, like how did they <laughs> actually make this into like, and now we're in California high school? Check it out. Like, how the fuck? So <laughs> well, not- so right
3: now you can actually check out a bunch of seasons of Super Sentai on Two uh, B TV. Uh they have the like the the show that got trend, that was turned into Mighty Morphin. They have that like all the way up till I mean definitely one of the later seasons. I don't even remember which one they have, but uh they've got like probably at least like twelve seasons of Super Sentai on there, Jeez. all for free streaming. So
1: fantastic. That is I wrote that <laughs> down and I'm I'm diving
0: in. <laughs> so so tell us how you two kinda came together on this project what like where did the conversation start was this something that like both of you had kind of wanted to do it at a certain point or is this something that's kind of always been in the back of both of your heads give us some give us some insight and some like a little backstory on how this kind of came about
2: well like any good comic book i'm pretty sure it started off as, as, a, as a joke you know you you kind of kick around an idea that you think sounds ridiculous and then at some point you realize holy crap we're actually like we have a script and we have art and we're actually making this thing um, so the the gist of Bug Slugger, for anyone who who's, hasn't heard of it prior to this podcast, is it's about a hero who's armed with a magical slap bracelet, which he uses to transform himself into a Power Rangers-esque suit of armor. And he has to defend his city against an army of crickets that's being led by an ill-tempered narwhal. So it's kind of this really bonkers, offbeat thing. And so uh, Locke and I had originally worked together on a, uh, we did a short comic, it featured the video game characters, the Battle Toads. if you remember that video game from yeah, back in the 90s. Yeah, it's a horribly horrible, hard game. A great game. It's, but it's just, great until that know,
1: biker sequence, dude. It's, it, I'm having it's a exactly. great time. I'm like, why did I hate this game? Why did it torture myself yep. when I was young?
2: Wait a second. And
3: it's only level three. Yeah. like Literally, yeah. Yeah. it's level three. You're having a blast <laughs> yep.
2: until then. So the uh, the short comic that we did, which is available um, up on my website for free, uh, is actually about that speeder bike level and how much it frustrated us. So we we just kind of had a blast putting that together. And and uh, Locke was looking to do something a little bit longer, and and he's the one that kind of pitched the idea. I, I like to do stuff that the artists are interested in. I want them to draw what's going to be fun for them. And so he you know he kind of shared his love of Tokusatsu TV with was was not something I was familiar with beyond the Power Rangers. Uh, so I just kind of started watching some of the stuff that was out there and was getting the vibe for it and was like okay this is you know, this is really campy. It's fun. It's completely over the top, but let's also inject our sense of humor. We we kind of discovered really quickly that we had the same sense of humor. So we just said, let's just do something that's going to be action filled and just make us giggle like little girls. There you go.
0: Super yep. awesome. I, so, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going
3: to say, so yeah, I I made a short comic with this cricket monster and uh, I sent that to Wes and I literally sent it to him. I don't know if it was even like 15 minutes later. Wes was like, "Oh, hey, uh, I got a you know 14-page script for you to check out," <laughs> and uh, yeah, and literally just it started from there. Like we, you know, roughly talked about. It. I sent that to him, and you know, just said like this is something that I had a lot of fun with, and then yeah, literally he wrote half of the first issue for me and sent it to me and we just kind of went back and traded notes and then, yeah, it started just right then and there. So,
0: that's so awesome. I'm actually scrolling through to look at it. Go ahead, John. No, I was at, yeah. I was, just,
1: I was gonna ask like just, I'm always curious about how like comic creators, artists, and writers they get together and how they like actually make scenes happen. Like, it, are you writing just the script and is uh, Locke like interpreting this as he implies it? Or are you like and now bust through window, kicks man in face? <laughs> like, I, like, I'm I'm just wondering how exactly you guys like plot that out.
2: Yeah, we kind of just like talked over the story, just like what what kind of big ideas we wanted to have, who we wanted the characters to be. Um, You you know, I I was really fond of the idea of not having a ton of human characters because Locke tends to draw some, you know, we're both very inspired by like 90s cartoons where... If you remember, like every TV show was about anthropomorphic creatures, we're like, let's let's draw on that. All too
1: familiar, man. Executives doing hello and wanting that Ninja Turtles money. Like, how about (laughs) street sharks? How about mighty, like, what was it? Biker mice from Mars. I mean, there's slot cats. Dude, I'm so familiar. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so we just kind of drew on all these these things like I I had a written, initially written the villain as like a, a narwhal an actual narwhal that was in a tank of water and then and then Locke was like what if we make it a beefy you know human narwhal even better you know so we just kind of talked it back and forth um you know we're we're essentially like co-writers on it and then I just kind of took all these ideas that we had tossed back and forth and put them in a word document and tried to make sense out of the madness and how to break the story down into issues and went off and and wrote it. And we tossed it back and forth, made some changes and, and then he drew it up and made it way better. Hell yeah.
3: And I I think to answer the question more too is, yeah, like we'll always have sort of like a page structure. Wes will say, you know, this is six panels and we'll break it down just, you know, for me to kind of figure out pacing and whatnot. Uh, But then there's always time that, you know, we'll either, combine things we'll take uh you know add more whatever you know kind of however the page feels we'll always go back and forth on that but yeah there's always like a general idea of like this is a six panel page this is a four panel page this is a splash page okay all right awesome
1: yeah I i was always curious and it seems like every creative team's got their own sort of like gist. like listen i just write the dialogue he is the art man he Absolutely. makes Batman punch Man face better, best. Here we go. I'm like, why am I bad at words if I write the script? And so I'm, I, I always like that. whenever I hear people talk about how they do it. I'm like, that's that's a way. And I like this it's very collaborative. So really, kind of, yeah. it's 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 both of your stories.
2: Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's yeah. It's the most like organic something.
3: thing. Yeah, like Wes and I, I would say just equally are always, you know, have input in everything. So uh, I'm always pitching him ideas. There's this insane word document where at, like, 10 o'clock at night, I'll just send Wes, like, eight text messages about random stupid ideas I have, and he'll just compile all those. And so we have so many ideas that we could probably go 100 issues with this book. Good,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I'm looking through it right now, and, like, I... The humor is, is a mixture of that, like, the campy style of the 90s mixed with a little bit more of the like adult, like 18 to like 34 plus, like range of like, oh, where am I? I just saw it. Uh, Throwing bug shade when the bugs flicking up, (laughs) like throwing the double birds out. Um, And then what was the other one I was just looking at? Oh, the, oh God, it's horrifying. Just that panel alone is probably one of my favorites. Just the, (laughs) the, the small pupil and just the, oh God. It's. I love that you guys have like this. Like, I, I don't understand it, but I guess it trying kind to of fit. Well, okay, previous panels to the oh god, it's horrifying. I feel is more appropriate with just the bugs wearing clothes. I'm sorry. Something about them just in like a basketball jersey, or ones just in jeans, ones in a sweater. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Speaking of which, is that.
1: Is that Wilt Chamberlain? Like I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm like, I don't know. That looks like a Lakers jersey. It's number 13. And I'm like Googling it. I'm like, is this Wilt Chamberlain? Who is this? Oh, let me man? tell you,
3: I am, I know everything about sports. Okay, good. I think, <laughs> when I say everything, I know absolutely nothing. Gotcha. <laughs> So 13 was literally a random number I put down on there. Awesome. Okay. All right. All right.
0: Fair enough. See, we're the types that go super in-depth on, like, looking for meaning in the most random places. Um, so so give us kind of a rundown of, like, I know you just said that you guys could go for, like, 100 issues. What What is the plan for bug sluggers in in the long term?
2: Uh, We'll probably, you know, see how these first four issues do. I I know that we're, we're interested in doing more. It's, it's a digital is always kind of a hard sell because there's, there's no physical counterpart at the moment. You know, I think that there, there will be once the world starts resuming, you know, with conventions and stuff, I do a lot of shows and would love to have something there. Uh, So we'll definitely explore that option down the line, but you know, it's, it's definitely for as long as it entertains us. I think that's always been priority. Number one, I'm back, back to your, you know, looking at the crickets in the, in the outfits, I don't think I can explain to you the hours of conversation that we had debating back and forth, whether or not the crickets should wear clothes. I mean, we, we, we clearly take this very seriously. Um, so yeah, I think we'll do it as long as it's entertaining to us. And then if it, it becomes something that, uh, you know, we've talked about maybe doing like a Kickstarter for volume two to see if we can get some more interest and some more eyes on it. And um, you know, but I don't want to, I don't want to speak for Locke either. He might be like, blinking somewhere trying to indicate that he needs help (laughs) and needs out of this for all i know
3: no i mean it's it's one of those things yeah we talked about doing this first volume and seeing how things go and you know initially we were hoping to find a publisher but uh with the people we've reached out to and then with all this going down Mm -hmm. it just you know seemed very unlikely (laughs) at this point uh so instead of just sitting on this is this is like three years in the making now. Wow. Uh, we decided to finally just get it out there and just start going with it. And so, I mean, that was always the plan. But, uh, you know, once we got a date for Comixology and all that, I just started messaging Wes again. Like, I was just like, I want to make more. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely something that I want to keep doing. It's I put a lot of my life into this already. Right. So, like, I want to keep going with it. Uh, I love working with Wes. The two of us just have a blast making this, and uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely the plan is I want to keep making them for sure. So
0: that's awesome because like there's there's so many times that I feel like, and especially now where we kind of all are, and I know we all saw the you know initial conversation of like you know Diamond was having issues with meeting demand and and being able to to, to distribute comics in general, and now they're saying well now we're going to be able to keep like you know start doing that again. Um, It's such a weird time to where, like, you have a lot of people who have always kind of depended upon physical trades and having the physical comic, whereas now it's much easier to have digital. And I feel like that's I mean, it, it kind of, in a sense, makes more sense in what we're dealing with now across the globe that like, hey, this is the thing we love. We really enjoy doing this you know, we understand you really want physical copies, but this is what we, this is, this is what we're working with right now. Um, and I feel like that works. And mm-hmm. I, I really kind of hope that that's, that kind of like, uh, how do I want to phrase this, that, that momentum and like your guys' love for this project kind of brings people it. Cause like, you know, without Wes emailing me, like I, I probably would have not seen it until I saw it on comiXology. Um, which I don't, I mean, I don't normally look at Regularly, so like now seeing this I'm like, okay, I'm I'm kind Of invested now, like I, I kind of Want to give a look to this And, and, and kind of continue and see where the story Goes, because it looks like you guys have A goddamn blast There's so much, like I'm trying to find, like From the coffee crappers to like The different, okay, I have to bring this up The different, like Sound effect word usage <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the slapazonga uh where's my other there the the hipster fuck, where is it?
2: hipster hack we, yeah we we decided early <laughs> on and i don't i don't know that it was so much of a conversation or if it just kind of started happening that we didn't want to use traditional sound effects we use traditional looking sound effects but everything right. kind of had to have this like wacky and bizarre sound uh we we really wanted to take every yeah, you know, every chance that you take at a joke or a gag is is a chance to make somebody laugh. And of course, humor is subjective. But we're yeah. like, let's just let's just throw it all against the wall. You know, it, it's all going to stick or none of it's going to stick. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be fun in the process.
3: Well, and I almost want to say with like the first draft of the script, there were obviously a lot of the ridiculous uh, sound effects. But I almost want to say the more we went through it, the more ridiculous they got. Oh, totally. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, we definitely. I mean, I'm sure there's some of them that went through multiple changes, but, uh, like the, uh, the van smashing into the crickets, it was, uh, Vanna White Slamma Jamma, like that one went through, I don't know, probably like three different changes and it just got more and more ridiculous as (laughs) we went on. So, um, now it's almost yeah. expected of us. Now, we, uh, yeah, it's
2: trying to one up ourselves each time.
3: When, you know, if we're gonna do a second volume, and then you know, if at least like a third volume, we're gonna have a real hard time trying to up the game. <laughs> oh here.
0: yeah, oh yeah. Um, I oh my god, I was just looking at the panel after he kills Chris, and I just love, I just love the way he's looking at his blood-soaked hand and just kind of staring at. it. It's like, yeah i know <laughs> um so i gotta ask Locke where like i'm kind of curious where is your like uh influences slash um like kind of where your art style
3: comes from i mean <laughs> my art style is just something that uh i've just been working on i i wouldn't say there's anyone necessarily that uh I, th- I think my art is similar to. Right. Um my favorites though are like Daniel Warren Johnson, uh James Heron, Ryan Otley, uh James Stokoe, um, Trad Moore. Uh just yeah. I just really love like just really energetic uh art styles. And you know, for me this this issue is like three years old now. So uh for me I don't I don't feel like I quite got you know everything out of it that I wanted, but I mean definitely as the issues continue i definitely you know i'm a lot happier with the with the later issues um but i mean yeah just i just like just trying to get as much energy into each panel as i can um but i mean those are definitely some of my favorites so uh i'm always looking at their stuff and just always being like oh i really gotta get better
0: <laughs> um so and like so this is with with a collaborative effort I'm, I am kind of curious, because I know we brought up The Fly, uh, and we brought up like, you know, uh, Power Rangers. What else? I, I'm kind of curious what else is kind of inspiring or as, like, the issues go on, like, is there any kind of um, nod or Easter egg toward kind of where Bug Slugger gets its quote-unquote roots from?
2: Oh, totally. I mean, you'll see in in every subsequent issue, we we try to crank it up with, like, References to the things that we liked growing up so it's chock full of of 90s references in in, in ensuing issues Um, you kind of learn and it's not really a spoiler to say this but uh, as as they as the hero masses additional slap bracelets each one empowers him with another toy from the 90s. So it just becomes this kind of running gag of how do we get out of sticky situations by using toys from the nineties, which, you know, it, it, it it sounds so insane when I say it out loud. Like when we were talking about it a it didn't sound as bonkers, but it, I realize now that we may have issues and we may need to talk to somebody. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it, all the Easter eggs I think are going to be like for people to be like, Oh my gosh, I remember that. I had one of those yes. um, or, or just appreciating some of the, uh, the other things that we we point to, like for me, it just on the writing side, like I grew up with, um, you know, movies like Airplane and, and Leslie Nielsen parody movies and um, Mel Brooks movies. So it's like it's very much I draw from that style of humor. And, and that's kind of just what comes across naturally when I'm left to my own dangerous devices.
0: <laughs> uh, well, because like and I I hope I'm not wrong in this, but when I first saw the Narwhal helen um i immediately thought of um oh fuck the like street sharks was that the yeah name? Yeah, that's, yeah that's yeah. immediately <laughs> what came to mind and i was like that's awesome are there gonna be other uh i guess big bad villains kind of like helen that will also kind of embody that same kind of 90s mentality like like character wise
2: uh, you'll definitely meet some uh, some other interesting characters along the way. Helen's kind of our our big bad for for this arc, okay. um, but things will get bigger and crazier as uh, as the story progresses, and uh, the battles will get much bigger. And I, I would put bigger in in quotes as well. <laughs> oh, okay, fantastic! I think I know where you're
1: going. <laughs> <laughs> And also, um, I just want to say, I, I, yeah. I thought of, I mean, on top of Street Sharks, but I, t- I talked about earlier, that was in my line of, hey, these are the guys doing blow and uh, fucking Ninja Turtles, guy, they want that Ninja Turtles money. Oh, um, yeah. Cr- t-
2: t- Lock t- is, is a huge Street
1: Sharks fan. Yeah, I, I
2: mean, he, he, he worships at the altar of Street Sharks.
1: See, they weren't sharks that turned into people, they were people that turned into sharks. And then, <laughs> and right. still maintained their enthusiasm for fucking rollerblading, even after, like, want to get into swimming? No, <laughs> fuck that, let's keep, continue to shred, <laughs> bro!
3: No, no. Anyway. The 8 Burgers instead of pizza. They right. wrote into yeah. pizza. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> like oh fuck, man. Can you imagine Like I i just wanna say I was <laughs> I don't know, when I read this, I thought of Street Shark sure, but I also thought of Mr. Krabs's daughter. And I just wanted to say mm-hmm. that uh like uh, what and I never really I guess she was adopted because he's a crab and she was like a fucking whale person or some shit. Anyway, <laughs> I just any any I'm looking at animals like standing around. That's the thing that really threw me. That's want before I forget, uh I'm looking at this and I'm thinking of Resident Evil 5 because in, at, towards, the, towards the end of Resident Evil 5, you're fighting like giant cricket people, like straight, massive cricket people. And But you oh, know wow. what? They're acting like cricket people, but not the people part so much, more cricket, where there's like jumping at you and spraying shit at you. These <laughs> cricket people like know kung fu and karate and like, you know, like coming at you like that in that way. It's like, honestly... I think even more scary because i would expect them to come at you like a monster but when they like square up like fucking agent smith instead i'd be jesus much more alarming so i just i love that detail as well
3: well like in the in the next in the next issue issue two uh west gave me a little uh little room to kind of do what i wanted in a battle and whenever somebody gives me room in a battle I'm going to go straight to wrestling. So there's a bunch of pro oh, nice. wrestling in the second issue.
0: So. Fantastic. <laughs> That's so good. Um, <laughs> so if you guys have a chance, like, it, like, and, I, and say, you know, we, because it is, it is, like, I know you mentioned Kickstarter. It's a very, it's a very weird, like, kind of strained time. I mean, I feel like if you guys have enough uh, behind you, like, would that be something that you guys would eventually either, if you couldn't, connect with someone that would be willing to you know publish this for you would that be the next route for you guys just to kind of look at a kickstarter and go okay well if we can project to have x amount of people pay x amount of dollars you know that way we can kind of you know do what we want publish it how we want and not have to really worry about anybody else is that something you guys will actually end up doing
2: yeah, potentially. I, I think that there are more options now than ever before is for different ways to fund your passion projects, whether that's through Kickstarter or something like Indiegogo or even like Patreon. Patreon yeah. Um, and so I think the kind of the way that we had discussed it was, well, if we decide that we want to do a volume two, which is, is kind of the direction that we're leaning um, You know, we could launch it out there. And even if people aren't familiar with the comic, we can offer the first volume as kind of a reward to say, hey, you know, yeah. you back this comic and you get four issues immediately. And whether that goes to fund the print run for the, the first collected edition or the first and second collected edition, there just seems like. There should be some sort of way that we can kind of make it self-sufficient in there. You know, depending on it's all dependent on the fact that we find people who love these these crazy nineties properties as much as us as as we do, but there are a lot of those people out there. So hopefully we'll be able to track them down.
0: Yeah, that would be stellar. Cause I mean, you you hit a real um You know, looking at things, you know, and using that nostalgia bump from the 90s and and kind of living in that area, there's so many people that are, you know, John and my age where, you know, that that kind of 28 to 35 gap where they're like, and even older that are kind of still, that enjoy and miss those kind of um, bits and pieces from their childhood or, you know, uh, as they were growing up. And they kind of still want to, live in that and have that kind of as something as a reminder and i think this is a this i mean this is an adult good way to like kind of still hold on to that totally anything Uh, that
1: can remind me of a period of of my life when i was truly happy i i (laughs) I, I, yeah remember when you were happy i almost don't but this helps me remember when you were happy and the
2: the world made sense yes exactly Um, well (laughs) <laughs> well yeah. yeah maybe not but I I look at even like something like Disney plus that you know just came out within the last six months and yeah. people are so excited to go on there and watch you know the old x-men cartoon or yep, totally. or uh darkwing duck or the gargoyles you know everybody's yep. so excited oh, to kind of re- revisit their youth so let's you know let's get on that bandwagon yes Absolutely. Because we're, we're doing the same
1: thing. Now was the yeah, time. There, right. there, was a, there was a age of just ripe 30-ish-year-old dudes who were just like, man,
3: <laughs> fuck, dude,
1: God, my life, yeah. why? Yep. Wait a second, <laughs> cartoons! You know, like, so.
3: A big thing for Wes and I, too, I mean, kind of part of the reason why we took so long to get this out here was we wanted to make sure we had all four issues ready to go, and so when we released them. we could stagger it on a schedule and everything could be released on time people could have access to it so definitely depending on where we go next we're gonna you know have a good game plan we're gonna have everything set up and like ready to go so when people you know do contribute we'll have it to them as soon as as soon as we can so that's not going to be a thing of like you know Hey, if you want to see more, you pay us for it, and then eventually right. we'll get around to it. Uh, but yeah, so we're definitely always making sure that we can actually fulfill everything and have everything done uh, because stuff happens, like uh, you right. know, pandemics. And stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I've always found um, interesting. Because, like, I you know, I'm someone who who does uh, you know a lot of uh, backing for different projects via you know Kickstarter, IndieGoGo. Um, and sometimes on patreon so like for me it's it's interesting to see how because like i do a lot of music stuff and then uh like live concert stuff i've not i think there's maybe one comic book that i've kind of backed um and and that was from from close friends of mine um but i feel like in certain instances when you look at that some of them don't have uh the best track records whereas like i love that you guys have a plan of attack and that you guys have this idea of like We want to make sure everyone kind of gets it because, you know, we you can you can plan for everything and yet still have something kind of come up like a pandemic that would totally just kind of screw everything up. But it's 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 awesome to hear that you guys have a plan of how you kind of want to not only entice new people, but also kind of bring in people who, you know, you probably will already kind of look at it and go, oh, yeah, no, I want to back this.
3: Well, you know, I mean, there's books that I've backed, and you know, like they're like, everything's ready to go, and then you know, the Kickstarter runs out, and then they're like, okay, well, we're like halfway done inking, and then like we wait the next six months, and then they're like, all right, we found a colorist, and it's like, okay, and then and then like eight months later, they're like, we're almost halfway done coloring, so, uh, you know, that's Gets to be kind of annoying.
1: Yeah. So. yeah. Everyone misses that fat, fat asterisk where they're like, Yeah, this uh Kickstarter and Patreon kind of more of a wishing well than you know. Uh good luck. Yeah.
2: And, <laughs> and if and it doesn't pan out,
1: you, you had you you know there's a chance by reading this here. There's a chance. You know, you asked for a fucking spaceship in your backyard in two weeks. That didn't happen, but you fucking wished for it anyway. <laughs>
3: But I mean, been be, especially during all this, I'd say in the last, you know, two months, I've probably got more comic PDFs than I ever have in my entire life. But, yeah. uh, you know, lots of people are making really cool projects. And uh, more than anything, I just, you know, want to go and support other artists yep. doing the same crazy stuff that I am. So uh, and it's, you know, it's just been fun seeing all the stuff that people have been coming out with. Uh, and I think... Uh, digitally, I know that that's not everyone's favorite right. uh, kind of attack, but digitally, it's just so accessible. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you can literally pay someone and get the PDF immediately and just read it right there on your phone. Uh, and so especially during times like this, it's great. But just even in general, I mean, getting things printed, I mean, it, it's a lot of money. And then you have to mail it out. And that costs a ton of money. And there's problems with shipping and all that when, you know, we, we can sit at home make the comic and then put it on the computer and send it right people you know they get it directly and they get it right away and can you know see all the hard work you've
2: done so yeah I mean we have to charge people a lot of money to you know it's charge them ten dollars on that single issue comic just so they can read it for five minutes on the toilet you know that's not good for the environment or for anybody's wallet <laughs> um I don't I don't have a comic shop near me and and I don't know if I don't think Locke does either at this point it's I don't either yeah it's like I'm. I moved completely digital a few years ago, and not only wow. does it save a lot of space, but like like he said, it's just there's a. If I see something I want, I can get it right then. I can be reading it immediately. Yep. I don't have to wait for it to ship, and then it gets tossed in my to read pile, and and I forget about it completely. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know in, in this pandemic too, it's like you know people don't want to go out. You know yep. if they still want to get that comic fix, you know look at the digital thing. We we were just having a conversation a couple nights ago about you know, why, why aren't more people reading digitally? Comixology has been around for five years now and it's owned by the, the largest company in the world, you know, even longer than five years, probably. It's like, how, how come more people haven't shifted to that? So, the, you know, that's a whole other conversation in and of itself, but yeah. I guess I'm surprised in such a technology driven world where everybody has to have the newest phone or the newest cool toys. It's like, that's a sticking point for so many people. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of these people need to like diehards that are like, no nah, man, I need the, I want the paper okay, cool. Keep going for a while until you have, like, three fucking boxes of comics and paperbacks and all this shit. and Then you yeah. then you live in a world and a life where you're like, I gotta put stuff on top of these boxes because I'm running out of fucking space. Oh, my God. And yeah. now I want to read fucking Black Science by Rick Remender, but it's two boxes underneath. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna buy this comic again just so I don't have to, right. like, digitally. You, you, you just, spend
3: your weekend trying to get that issue of Black Science, it. And then it's you, dusty you find and a shit. box, and then you have, like, you have, like, three through five, Dude, but yeah. then you don't even know where the other ones are. Yeah, why did I, firstly,
1: I didn't even put them all in the same box, so I need to, like, firstly, bust the vacuum out, hit this top yeah. box, it's just a fucking nightmare, so now digitally all the way, I finished up Walking Dead by, like, just buying the last 12 issues digitally, I'm like, fuck it, because, mm-hmm. like, I just, because those was at a time when I was doing alphabetical order, so they're the W's, so they're on the very <laughs> bottom box, and yep. I'm like, fuck Fuck it. Like, if I buy more Walking Deads, that means I have to move the boxes to put them in there. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to put yeah. them in the top boxes. Then why did I organize them? To be, you know, like, it's just this whole circle of fucking horrible nonsense. So, yes, no, guys, buy digitally.
2: <laughs> yeah, just a, a couple of years ago, um, Locke moved basically across the country, and he he had to get rid of all of his comics to make the movies easier, and I, I felt really bad for him at first and then a little while later i was like oh that was that was really smart i should do that too just cuz you don't have to carry him all around yeah.
3: it, it was it was staggered but yeah uh, you know i i had my first kid and then uh once she got to like crawling stage she just whatever she get her hands on she just tore apart oh. so all the comics started to go then and then so i was like okay so let's, let's find some more creative ways to hide this stuff. And then it kind of got to the point that I was like, alright, yeah, let's let's look at comicsology a little bit. So it'd be like, I had my books that I would do digitally and then I did my books that I'd pick up in the shop and then, uh, yeah, we I moved from Arizona to Michigan. Oh, wow. And uh, we did not want to pack our stuff and get everything sent across mm-hmm. the country. So we literally sold every single thing we had. We had five suitcases and we came here. So, yeah, there was no room for comics. I had, like, I don't know. I think we had like five uh short boxes. We had uh six IKEA giant bookshelves just filled with trades and wow. they're all gone. All gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so I'm still the physical guy. Uh I have four long boxes. Four. Um huh. I have four long boxes. <laughs> I probably need five, maybe six because oh, I still yeah. have a bunch of stuff in, in bags so yeah no i've i've definitely been thinking about the transition from uh from from physical to digital but i don't there's something i i mean i know we've talked about it before there's something about having a physical like i feel the same way about books having the physical book in my hands is very different than like having it on my phone or on a tablet no, yeah, um,
1: for sure. And I, I honestly, part of the reason I was still buying, like, paper as long as I was is because I'm, like, I'm looking at screens so fucking often compared to... Right. Like, you look at the monitor, oh, totally. look at your phone, like, man, yep. if this is damaging your eyes long-term and we don't know until, like, 30 years later, I am already blind. <laughs> so, uh, it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah
3: it's true. Yeah. I I draw all my, all my comics on a tablet. <laughs> yeah. I go and watch some TV. And then, yeah, and then I'm like, oh, I want to read a comic. And what do I do? I look at my phone. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> just... Uh, it's, I was like, boy, I, I really hope this isn't bad. Like, because... <laughs> Cause it's gotta be—it's gonna be really bad. Uh, but whatever. I don't know. I'm wearing like blue light glasses right now, and I don't know if that's doing shit either.
0: Yeah, that's that's been my new thing. Cause like I—cause I'm still working from home during all of this. Surprisingly, with there not being live events. Um, you know, I stare at my monitors for about eight and a half hours a day. And it's like, I can feel it by the time I'm done. I'm just like, I need to like step away and like not look at a screen. And then I'll, I'll turn on my Nintendo switch
1: uh, <laughs>
0: or, or, you know, I'll look at my phone. Yeah. Really changing um, it up. Really changing it up. But like, that's the other thing too, is I was thinking about like blue light glasses, but that's been the other part about me not going to digital for books or comic books is that, that whole like idea of constantly staring at screens and um, but I do, like, even even still, like, for certain trades, like, if you guys are only doing digital, like, I absolutely would support that. Um, even even if it's, you know, not something I normally do, that's definitely somewhere I would go for because I enjoy just kind of, like, the, the big thing for me is always, it, I always love writing and I always love stories, but I also love camp and I love humor. Uh, and, of course, nostalgia trips are are always fantastic. Um, I think some of us live for those just because it's it. like John said, it reminds us of times when we were happy and things didn't weren't as uh, awful as we see them all the time.
3: <laughs> well, I think that's a big thing for me is like, I, I honestly, I, if I wanted to do a serious book, I, I just, I don't even think I could like, right. I've got to be making something humorous. If, if I'm not, I'm just, I think it makes me just as miserable <laughs> as, as you know, whatever I'm trying to create. So like, there's gotta be humor. And uh yeah, I mean I think and I I've I'm pretty sure Wes feels the same, but yeah, it just it's gotta be goofy, it's gotta be, you know, it got it has to go zero to a hundred and keep increasing after that. And oh, yeah. yeah, to, to kind of keep keep me interested. And then I hope it kinda keeps everyone else interested that's actually reading it. So
2: yeah, because I kind of started down this this crazy wacky path with with Unit Forty Four, which is kind of like the first humor series I did, and and I knew I wanted to do more in that tone in that vein, and and I think that when I sent Locke that first script, like I I fully expected him to come back and be like, you know, this is a little bit much, and and he didn't, and I kind of at that point I was like, oh, it's it's on now, it's gonna <laughs> get weird.
3: I was like, that was okay, but what if things get weird? Yeah. <laughs>
0: there's there's nothing wrong with it getting weird man like that's that's what i love about this is if you can take it keep the humor and all the weirdness and all the nostalgia trips you guys have such a fun comic to read um i'm i'm excited to see where you guys go with this like i'm i'm really and if you and just i'm gonna I'll, i'll throw it out there john if you guys are ever thinking about doing like an animated series you need to get john here uh, a voice spot. Just, yeah. just nice. gonna throw it out I there. would love to sure,
1: do it. Sure. I'm all for it. I could do the narrator.
0: I could do whatever, man. Like, tag me in. Let's go.
3: Well, I think Wes and I are pretty against narration, as you can tell after the first page. Part. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to need someone to do the sound effects. Like be... Oh, man. Because <laughs> I don't know how those would be as just sound effects and some of those are words. I don't know. Hard to hard to parse, but... It'd be hilarious. We'll, we'll see. People just if yell an out person,
3: we're going to have to have like a bunch of animated text in there. I don't think we could do it. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. oh no it maybe like an announcer announcing the sound effect yes yeah. hey, now we're
1: talking i don't know honestly though if you get
0: ron perlman i'm not gonna be able to compete with that guy so <laughs> <laughs> but guys no i'm i this was such a i'm so glad you emailed me wes and i'm so glad we had a chance to kind of like sit down uh and, and chat about it i'm i really i i definitely need to read the rest of the these episodes uh these these issues because it's it's a fun it's a fun read it's it's a it's a nice just kind of it's not it's not anything else I'm like reading at the at the moment and that's what I love
2: about it that's the biggest compliment you can give us. And and I appreciate you guys talking with us about it. When I was going back through the list of people that I had chatted with when I was kind of making the rounds promoting Unit 44, um, your show was one that always stuck out to me as, as one of the most fun times that I had. So I was glad to hear back oh, from you. I
0: appreciate you. that. We always try to like – I mean, John and I, when we first started this, was just kind of like – yeah, like I said earlier in the episode, like just, hey, let's talk about stuff we enjoy. Like, well, let's yeah. – the, the stuff we consume and what we think about it. I don't ever – you know – I don't ever try to like review like we review stuff, but it's never really like in depth reviews like you see online nowadays where it's a mixture of like, well this is great, but this is also garbage. And like I wanna talk about, you know, the stuff that is, you know, I'm I'm playing through this now. Here's what I really like about it, here's what could be different. Uh or I'm reading this and this is what I like about it. You know, this is the parts I don't like, but at the same time I still think it's a really solid read. And that's I mean yeah, yeah, like I said, nothing like I've, like I've ever read before, and I love it.
2: Well, I appreciate that, too. I mean, you know, it was, it's so easy right now to look at the Internet and find just a lot of hate yep. and, and vitriol toward things. And yep. I, and if we all spend a little bit more time talking about the things that we loved instead of hating on the things that we don't love, you know, that that could could uh, do some well for the world.
1: That is a good yep. message. Oh, dude, yeah. So Definitely, true. I mean,
2: that, I'm
3: always looking forward to just, yeah, just supporting people, just showing the stuff that I do. Like, if I don't like something – why am I even going to waste my time with it? I mean, just, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's, I, I, I'm glad, like, even with everything that's happening right now uh, and kind of everyone kind of being sheltered in place and whatnot that, you know, all of us can kind of sit down and talk. Um, You know, John and I used to do this live uh in a in a a kitchen but like now with the way things have kind of been where he lives and where i live like it's easier to do it over the internet and it still kind of allows us to do this and that's what i i love i love having you guys on so like i'm please keep us posted um i i want to keep like talking about this if you guys go 100 issues like let's let's reconvene like i don't know every every like let's do like when you guys hit 25 50 and and like 75 and 100 Let's, let's go that route.
2: <laughs> sure, sure. And you know, for anybody that, that might be listening and, and thinks like this bug slugger sounds like a fun and interesting idea, uh, if they go to my website at, at westloker.com There's a free preview that they can read on the website, the first seven pages. And if they want to support they can grab it on Comixology for $1.99. We're also selling uh, PDF versions for uh, $1.99. So if, you, if you're if you not familiar with Comixology and you just want a plain PDF, we can hook you up with that too.
0: That's awesome. That's that's super great to be able to get to people like through two methods and and allow them like that kind of chance. Um guys, uh thank you so much for taking the time. Uh where can people find you guys? I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are promoting uh, uh social media and or I mean I know you just did the, the West Loker website. That's WestLoker.com. Um, WestLoker.com. Westloker.com. Yeah. Um,
3: and, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Loch Ness Lives and then on Instagram, which I post more often on at, at the Loch Ness Lives.
2: Awesome. Wes, how about you? Yeah, people can find me at my website. They can follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's just all at, at Wes Loker. Uh, you know, hey, it's it's the internet, man. You know, how, you can you can make things happen nowadays. <laughs> if you if you want if you want to find something bad enough, you'll find it.
0: <laughs> so true. fantastic, guys! Uh, thank you so much. We'll we'll uh, we'll reconvene hopefully at at issue twenty five, and we'll we'll keep this going. Yeah sounds Very cool thank you thanks so thank much you guys. thank you uh, no problem guys thank you i i appreciate it guys that's been this episode uh john god damn it dude uh we gotta reconvene soon we will we'll talk again i think we were, we were saying may 30th uh because we got some cool stuff yes uh, another another special guest yes. which i'm fucking super yes. stoked mixed for. martial um, arts
1: show Hill, well, you're gonna be clueless <laughs> as fuck i'm gonna talk talk to y'all <laughs> about it
0: guys getting punched, punched. That would be so clueless. Very exciting. Uh John, where the fuck can people find you? You
1: can find buddy? me on Twitter at Posh P-O-S-C-H. You can see me getting
0: banned. It's pretty funny. <laughs> where can they find you, Hilger? Uh you guys can find me over on Twitter at M Hilger. Uh uh is my personal account. I have at Stickin' the Box is my Twitch uh Twitter account. Uh I also have a Twitch I haven't streamed yet, but there's some rumblings uh that there might be some new stuff coming that i might be doing i don't know we'll figure it out you can follow that twitch.tv slash stick in a box s-h-t-i-c-k-i-n-a-b-o-x you can follow this podcast on twitter at bearded bullshit uh or facebook.com slash beard bullshit we're on anchor fm we're on spotify um Talk yeah like that's that's all i got that's it that's all we need that's the episode that's the one